DIA is the largest airport in the United States by total land area, covering 33,531 acres. Runway 16R 34L is the longest public use runway in the country, stretching 16,000 feet. In 1989, federal officials authorized the first $60 million for the construction. It finally opened on February 28, 1995, 16 months behind schedule and at a cost of $4.8 billion. Many of those delays are blamed on the visionary but flawed baggage system. The plan was to have a computerized system run all three concourses. When the airport opened, it was with three systems with varying degrees of automation. United was the last airline to use that system, finally abandoning it altogether. CBS4 investigators discovered it was being sold for scrap in November 2004 with tons of it tossed into a field west of the airport. It's not all business at the airport. DIA is the center point of a number of conspiracy theories, including one that says it's the headquarters of New World Order, an alleged group of influential individuals who want to take over the world. Conspiracy theorists believe the headquarters are in the tunnels underneath the airport. And there's the issue of the Blue Mustang, the 32-foot-tall sculpture on Peña Boulevard. The artist, Luis Jimenez, died while creating the sculpture. A part of it fell on him and severed an artery in his leg. Other artists had to finish the Blue Mustang. It was unveiled in February 2008. As for that roof, it's designed to look like Colorado's mountains. A hotel connected to the airport finally opened in 2015. A commuter rail line opened in 2016, but has been plagued by operational problems causing a number of ongoing delays for passengers. The airport is currently in the midst of looking at a redesign of the security check-in area. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhield, Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Denver Airport Conspiracy. kitchen studio feeling the flow gotta love that flea bass mm. oh oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so truth corner oh boy who's afraid of flying here i am why's that i just have a fear of heights in general and you've only flown once 
I I believe it's only been one time, and that was when I was like super little, because we used to live in uh, Alaska, actually, out on the islands. I'm almost positive that we had to we took a plane from the island back to the mainland, and then we drove from Alaska all the way to Michigan. Jeez, did you ever meet an Inuit, which is the politically correct term for an Eskimo? I don't believe so, because we lived out on uh, the island of Adek, and that was a military base, actually. Oh, wow. Well, the more you know about Josh. April? Hmm. Um, Flying itself, I'm not scared of. I've done a fair bit of flying. Um, Airports really give me the jeebs. I don't know why... Particularly airports. I something about like I just don't they smell weird. There's a lot of people, no one knows where they're going. It's a lot of like controlled chaos, and that really bumps my anxiety up. Mm. Also, when I flew into London, I was detained at Heathrow Airport for seven hours. What? I was. The fuck did those cunts have to do with you? (laughs) Jeez. Um, it's because I got off the plane. Uh, I flew in from Toronto. I uh, went from Toronto to Heathrow, and I got off at Heathrow um, and was going through customs, and they needed a proof of income because I think they were concerned that I was going to go there and try and find a job, mm. which, okay, whatever. Um, and I showed them my bank account and like bank statements that I had brought, and that wasn't good enough for them, so I, I sat detained for, yeah, almost seven hours. Look, here's and- the deal. When Conspiracy Therapy tours to Europe... And goes to the UK. Right. None of that shit, cunts. No. Okay? And you know what the scariest part is? When when they have you detained, I'm assuming nobody else here has been detained in an airport. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> when they have you detained, they put you in this little room that's got windows into the office that's connecting it, and the door only has a handle on one side. It's it's essentially prison. Hmm. Or like a it's like a a nicer jail cell <laughs> because all the furniture was chained to the floor. Ugh. They had one super old TV in the corner that was playing news. Um, and they had a payphone, and that was it. Mm. You couldn't take any of your stuff. I had to leave all of my stuff in the office so they could go through all of my belongings. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was really not a fun time because here I thought, because they were talking about, well, you know, if we can't figure this out, we're sending you back. So I had just spent seven hours on an airplane just didn't so I could spend. You, didn't you like put up a ton? Like you literally liquidated some sort of fundage that you yeah, had? Yeah, I, I emptied out my 401k <laughs> because I was 23 and kind of dumb. You just wanted um, to have a good time. Yeah, well, because I had just gotten fired from my job and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm we're just going to take all the money that I have and I'm going to go to England. And I spent three weeks there and. Had a blast. I, I did. It was amazing. Oh, this toothbrush. It's vibrating. <laughs> oh. I just wow that story into <laughs> itself almost makes me want to just do a deep dive on Heathrow TSA <laughs> right I'm just imagining well, like, Sherlock Holmes walks in with Watson and a corncob pipe and he's just like mm, <laughs> something about this white girl's got me all roiled up Watson well and the even the guy that I that when I first came through customs the guy who interviewed me was such a Dick. Damn it, like bumper he, bit double was, snatch. Why are you this way? I know. Like I, I could just tell from the second words came out of my mouth, the way he responded, I was like, oh, this is not gonna go well. Nice Kurt fella, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. just an asshole. Just well, a huge British asshole. Hopefully he's got colon cancer now. So, Larry. <laughs> wow. 
what, what what say you about flying? I have no problem with it. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to get from one place to another. Once you're up there, I feel like it's kind of relaxing. It is. It can be. You get that recirculated air mm-hmm. flowing, unless it's filled with people's farts or Big Macs, per se. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tag this one myself, too, and say I do get a little tense on a flight. It's usually during takeoff and landing. Now, when we're when we're coasting along, it's not so bad. No, um, I've I been mean, known to take a little cat nap. You're like hundreds of times more likely to die in a car. Oh yeah, than in a plane. Yeah. Well, and once everything's going super smoothly, once you're up there, it kind of it just feels like you're in a bus. Like you kind of forget that you're that high up in the I, air. The way it's going, it is more like public transportation. <laughs> yeah. The way people dress and right. travel nowadays. Yeah. Flip flops, body armor, yep. yoga body pants, odor, body odor too, <laughs> which is a clear carry on. Mm-hmm. 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 Stuff that in the overhead bin. All right, skill, because that's what is partnered with pulling the Thunderbird to the side of the road. Pull the seven forty seven. Yeah, pull that the side of the air. <laughs> How scary would it be to be in an airport with incredibly specific, almost like artist renderings, portraits of things that could also symbolize the New World Order, statue of a horse that killed its artist, and an underground possible base slash city that has been in construction still to this day. How creeped out would you be in the Denver International Airport, the nation of America's biggest airport? Depends. New World Order. Do we have Hogan there? Like, what's what part of New World Order? I guess going along with the fact that I've already stated that, yeah, airplanes, it would be hard, you would be hard pressed to get me on an airplane just because the whole heights thing. I'd be that guy that you probably have to get like a little bit liquored up to be comfortable. So oh, I'm already liquored up when I show up. I would say because of all the imagery and everything else, though, I would probably sit around a seven or an eight. Right on. I give it like a two. Okay. If you're creeped out, leave. They have doors. And well, like- this is playing into your fear of airports. Okay. Yeah, you're, I can understand that. This is the part of the process where you're getting herded like cattle through the TSA. Mm-hmm. And if it's the biggest... I mean, I've been to big airports. Right. I know when you get lost, or even if you're just like... You're not necessarily late, but you don't know what your boarding time is. And then you get there and it's like people are already boarding and you're like... Ah. <laughs> Because it's like, it is stressful. Yeah. And the thing is, I the most flights I ever went on were when I was in the Navy. And during that time, I was usually covered in tears and snot because I just said goodbye to the girl that I shouldn't be so sad about leaving. And I was running around trying to figure out where I was going to go. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually, usually at the time, you're stressed out because, you know... These things don't operate great. And if something, you know, a storm blows in, a snowstorm blows in, you don't know when you're taking off. I remember sitting in a plane for a good hour while the wings dethawed. Yikes. Yeah, we were, um, this was back when I was in like middle school. Uh, I went to Las Vegas with my parents. 
And we were leaving Vegas and heading back to Grand Rapids. And they came over the uh, intercom and said, yeah, um, our flight's going to be delayed. They're having problems with the engine. We're going to go ahead and try and fix the problem. And then like two hours later, they come out of the intercom and they say, all right, well, we think we fixed the problem. So we're going to go ahead and load everyone on the plane. Like, you think you fixed it? Because yeah. I'm thinking like an engine is something no, that no. I'd really rather you like for sure have yeah. fixed. Don't say we think we found the goblin that was ripping up the, <laughs> exactly. the wing. We tank, you know, we tranquilized it, and now it's you know spitting foam on the ground. But um, well, maybe if you guys get in the plane and you know sit in each other's farts, we're for about just going to take off and see what happens. <laughs> hey, why not? They have to meet a quota, and honestly. <laughs> I, I appreciate all the checks that are done because, goddamn, I know a plane getting a, a crash plane is a huge, huge issue for mm-hmm. a, a company. So, all right. So, Josh, what do you give it? You said again, I'm sorry, seven, like seven or, eight. or eight. Two. Two. I've been to the Denver airport a few times. <gasps> it's a zero. Wow. It is a nice, big, spacious, well lit, well signed, you know where you're going. How are the bathrooms? The, the bathrooms a, are nice. Okay. Um, th- oh, I was sorry. I was just breathing in, and just so happened to look like sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I've even seen the horse, and I've seen the mural, and it's. Does it have a life-sized horse cock sitting? Spoke? No, I'm assuming it's female. <laughs> oh, okay. What about the the restaurants in there? I've I've heard that like food is like. Twelve dollars for a hot dog. That's every and, airport. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I would, they got you over a barrel. You're you hungry. You need to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a twenty-four dollar hot dog. Your 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 taste buds have never seen such a great sampling of hot dog. The worst is all the merchandise that they have in the gift shops. In the mm-hmm. airports where they're like, you know that it was like some dad on a business trip that is at the airport. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot to get a present for my kids. Here's he's a, like here's rifling sh- through the gift shop. It's a Denver shot glass for my <laughs> six-year-old. <laughs> Only $36. Denver airport, get high and then get higher. Uh, that they don't have there. I was very bummed. I was looking for some edibles. Aww. But they don't sell them. Larry the is our resident stoner or kinda, but he likes dabble occasionally. Okay, so I'm gonna give this <laughs> I did the research for this, so I'm gonna give it an eight, but Larry was there, so I'll bump it down to a seven because you sold me. It's a very nice If airport. I was there holding your hand, I'd be okay. Okay. You could point at the picture and be like, right there, Ryan. I mean it's very a very odd picture, but it's it didn't give me the willies. It's kinda like when you were a kid and your mom was like Hmm. Ryan needs this clown painting mm-hmm. in his room. <laughs> you know, Josh but- needs a clown painting in his room. <laughs> oh God. Let's just let's just hang this guy up here. Yeah, maybe his hand has claws at the end. <laughs> maybe there's a couple drips of blood coming out of his goo- toothy grin. Never mind that it's 3D. <laughs> <laughs> See our creepy clowns episode number five. Actually, that was a fun one. That's one of my. F- Definitely one of my favorite. Definitely, definitely one of my favorite. It's his favorite of the year, of oh, all time of the yep. year. <laughs> if people could only see our group chat. Oh yeah. So it's time for our ballbuster, Mr. Lawrence, to take us back because this place opened in February of 1995. We're gonna jump into the 
time capsule. Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. I'm gonna give it one for the money, two for the base, three to get you going. Ah, uh, yes, 1995. Peak hip-hop. West Coast versus East Coast. See our episode, Tupac and Biggie. Yes. Death Spiracy. Where were you guys in 95? Where? I was in a... Uh, like, you would have been prop just out of high school? Yeah, I would have been 19. Just got kicked out of the house. Oof. I just moved up to Grand Rapids to live with my dad, 8th grade. Okay, I was in 5th grade at the time. I was in 1st grade. <laughs> so as usual. <laughs> I was doing whippets in a field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we start the time capsule with... What? <laughs> oh my god. What? Music. Yes, we start the time capsule with music. In the segment we're in, dear. <laughs> January 14th, Perry Farrell is arrested for cocaine possession. What? Being under the influence and possession of a syringe at a Los Angeles hotel. What's that song? Fucked up in a grocery store or mm-hmm. whatever. The one. I think it's autobiographical. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> January 18th, Jerry Garcia crashes his rented BMW into a guardrail near Mill Valley, California. Survives. But is not injured. Not even injured. Wow. Wow. February 7th, rapper Tupac Shakur is sentenced to one and a half to four and a half years in a prison on a sexual abuse charge. February 19th, Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee giant penis marries Baywatch actress Pamela Anderson <laughs> on a beach in Cancun, Mexico. She kisses the tip of his penis and says, I, I do. March 1st, R.E.M. drummer Bill Berry leaves the stage during a concert in Switzerland after suffering a brain aneurysm. Whoa! He undergoes successful brain injury, brain surgery two days later in Uh, Switzerland. Whatever, the show must go on. Get out there, asshole. (laughs) Just kidding, R.E.M. is great. Mm -hmm, Yes. March 13th, Radiohead album The Benz is released. Blame it on the Benz, yeah! March 14th. I like that album. With the release of Me Against the World, Tupac Shakur becomes the first male solo artist to have a number one album on the American Billboard 200 chart while in prison. Good job. March 26th, rapper Eric Wright, better known as Eazy-E, dies of complications from AIDS. Rest in peace. Yeah. March 28th, Lyle Lovett and actress Julia Roberts announce their separation after 21 whole months of marriage. <laughs> March th- that was a weird pairing. That by really the way. was. Yeah. I love it. It's just like the creepiest looking guy. Yeah, like, he, the he one looks that... like he should be on a sex offender registry or a cartoon. Yes, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he sing that song that was all like, mm, I fall in love. No, no, that's Chris that's Isaac. Chris I Isaac. Up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> March 31st, Tejano singer Selena is shot and killed by Yolanda Salvador. Saldivar. Right. Her former personal assistant and former fan club president who had recently been fired for embezzling money from the fan club. She and just loved her too much. During a performance in Auburn Hills, Michigan, Page Jimmy Page narrowly escapes being stabbed by a man who rushes stage with a knife. The man was tackled by security guards who were injured in the brawl. Your guitars are too good! <laughs> 
May 5th, former Guns N' Roses drummer Steven Adler is arraigned on a felony count of possession of heroin, in addition to two misdemeanor drug charges. Ouch. And on May 15th, Stone Temple pilot singer Scott Weiland is arrested outside a motel in Pasadena, California. Something to do with drugs. Possession of heroin and cocaine. Oh, what? Mm. Go figure. 95, the year of heroin. Pretty much. June 13th, Icelandic singer Bjork releases post which is a great fucking album. Go listen to it now. Well, not now, after the show. Yeah, don't do it now, you goof. Listen to us first. June 16th, Michael Jackson released his first double album, His Story. Which Love, becomes I actually the, really like that album. Which sells 70 million copies worldwide. Which I think was kind of a letdown for people that were fans of him. I don't think... It because, wasn't his best album, that's for sure. Well, I think that... because Fuck this the, song. What is going on here? The first disc was no, kind of... One kind of a best of mm-hmm. and yep. so uh, i think a lot of people were like well i already have all his albums i don't need a best well, of. i mean the album was called his it's h-i-s his story yeah but the second album actually has some really great mm-hmm. tracks like great if you like michael jackson mm-hmm. you're gonna like it best michael jackson song of all time is from free willy is that childhood no i don't what's the name of that one dear you know got to be starting something is on free willy too I did not know that. Hey, what about you starting so something? That's the best. <laughs> My favorite, honestly, is the one that's like. That one's uh, that's, yeah, that that's a good. wedding wedding reception song. That's a great song. <laughs> There's a lot of really great ones. You are the king of plop. I am. <laughs> July 9th, Grateful Dead. off. See my bathroom. The Grateful Dead performs its final show with G- Jerry Garcia at Soldier Field in Chicago. Because August 9th, Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead passes away of a heart attack at age 53. Mmm, watch those carbs, kids. Heart disease is real. That's just like Vinnie Paul. That's what they're saying he died of. Yeah. And uh, Kiss performs on MTV Unplugged. You okay, Josh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it this the I uh, anyways. I September 1st, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opens up in Cleveland, Ohio. October 2nd, 2nd, Oasis releases their second <laughs> album, What's the Story Morning Glory? Great Fucking album. amazing record. Is that the one with Champagne Supernova? Yes. And Wonder- yeah, that's what I thought. October 11th, Tupac Shakur is released from Clinton Correction Facility, New York, USA, on $1.4 million of bail, which was posted by Suge Knight. In return, Tupac kindly signed a three-album deal with Death Row Records. October- bitch, bitch, I set you free. October 21st, Blind Melon singer Shannon Hoon is found dead of a cocaine overdose at the age of 28. Drugs are bad. I didn't know that. This is amazing. October 23rd, Death Def Leppard enters the Guinness Book of Records by performing three shows in three continents in the same day. Jeez. Playing Tangier, Morocco, uh, London, England, and Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So they went backwards on the... It, that makes sense, and it, obviously they had everything set up at each place. But, but still. <laughs> like, how long were each one of those shows, I have to wonder? I don't know. It doesn't say. October 24th. Oh, God bless this album. The Smashing Pumpkins release Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. One you of know, my favorite records of that. What's of crazy 90s. about that album specifically is I find songs that I didn't know were on that album. Mm-hmm. 
like and then fall in love with them. There's like in Starlight is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. What's crazy about that album also is they released a seven single box set with yeah. a bunch of B sides that could have made the fucking album. Yeah, Aeroplane flies, flies high, high, goes left, goes right, or yeah, turns yeah. left, turns right. That's a great song. I, I just the thing I love about that record though is it seems like they go through so many different styles of music just in that record. Mm-hmm. Well, records. It, it's unlike anything I've ever heard. To this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. November 6th, Queen releases their final studio, studio album that includes contributions from all original <laughs> members, including Fred, following Freddie Mercury's death four guy. years earlier. <laughs> it goes on to be a huge success, selling 20 million copies worldwide. Made in heaven. Was the name of the record. Oh, okay. November 21st, <laughs> DC Talk releases their fourth studio album, Freak Jesus Freak. It was a departure from their previous hip-hop albums, taking on a rap-rock sound. It achieved biggest first-week sales of a Christian album, selling more than 80,000 copies in its first week, entering the Billboard Top 200 at number 16, and is considered the most important Christian album of all time. I, have the, I, I had that album. Did you? Actually... To this day, there's a couple of songs I still like. They, they really, I mean, the musicmanship is really catchy. It's actually not a bad album, but I am not a Christian. <laughs> 1995, baby. All right, it's time for me to slow dance with this girl. <laughs> right? Births. There were none. I couldn't find any really that were of other than Post Malone was born in 2009. Oh. And, and I'm a fan of his. Yeah. He's got some good stuff out there. <laughs> Return of Seal is broken. Hey, let's do our <laughs> movie reviews. This is going to be good. good. One. This is going to be a good this one. Really good. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Fuck yes. yes. Love it. It's got like a negative percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's funny. It is. This is during Jim Carrey's heyday. And actually, I have a funny story. I went on a first date with a girl to that movie. And at the very end of the night, I went to kiss her. And she pushed her head back. Kiss from a girl in a theater. But it didn't happen. Keep her date up. So I broke up with her the next day. And she hated me because she (laughs) wanted us to wait to kiss. And I was all like, but I went in for the kiss and you... Okay, you dodged a bullet, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Mad. To this day, she's probably married to somebody and making their life a living hell. <laughs> then while, oh, listen, you while listening to your podcast, thinking about a, 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 just how it could have been. She Facebook stalks you. Yep. That's all right, Kristen. We're one movie in. Ooh. The American President. Mm, oh, oh, that's, uh, I think it's Rob Warren. Reiner directs it. Michael Douglas. Annette Benning, Martin Sheen. Net Benning, I remember that. Yes. Michael good. J. Fox. Good movie. Uh, Angus. Yes. Okay. Apollo 13. Yes, of course. Assassins. No. Yep. Assassin. That's a really good movie. You should see it. Oh, well, no, I've seen it, but oh, I Oh, you like didn't care it. for it? Okay. No. Assassin, uh, assassins. That's uh, Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. and Sylvester uh, Stallone. Ooh, good pairing. Babe. The pig. Yes. Yes. Mm. That pig's probably dead. Mm. <laughs> I probably ate him this morning. Babysitter's Club. Yes. Weird side. T- Whoa. Weird, weird side tangent. <laughs> you know how Babe was like a big deal as a pig movie mm-hmm. and everybody loved it. Cute little piggy. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about Milo, the adventures of Milo and Otis, which is another like animal movie that everybody mm-hmm. loves. Supposedly. Oh shit. That movie has more animals that died during the filming. There was than- a 
ton of animal abuse on that. Wow, side. Yeah, that yeah. Is... there's a there's a scene in the movie where the pug phases off with a bear. Oh, you better yeah. believe there's like a cemetery full of dead pugs oh, because yep. of that. I know it's sad, but Ugh. the movie was so funny as a kid. I was like, <laughs> these cats. This dog is so funny. <laughs> Meanwhile, and the filming of that was some, basically them just getting thrown in a blender. Some some pug <laughs> is bitten in half and dust slowly dying an excruciatingly painful death while this its, bear, while its this, innards are falling out. This Hollywood bear is like, fuck, I'm paid for this? Yeah, Bring right. me another. <laughs> I cannot Sad. bear the thought of eating another one of these little guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad Boys. Yes. The Basketball Diaries. Ooh, Columbine, future episode. Batman Forever. Yes. <laughs> really? No. It was just, Terrible movie. It was yeah. awful. I saw it, but it is... Batman Never. <laughs> in retrospect, I masturbated to Nicole Kidman in that movie because she's hot. I've always had a thing for Nicole Kidman. That was me. Especially Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying... I kept thinking... For some reason, I was thinking Mulan, the Disney movie. I'm like, no, I didn't fap off to that movie. <laughs> Before Sunrise. Oh, that's the first of a trilogy, actually. Mm-hmm. I did see that. It's good. Billy Madison. Yes. Okay. Oh, I had a VHS copy of this Me movie, too. And I wore that bitch down. There was a summer where I watched it every day. Nudie magazine day. Nudie magazine. In fact... The only reason I remember to put shampoo on first and conditioner on second <laughs> is because of that whole sequence when he's in the bathroom. It makes the hair silky and smooth. <laughs> Shut up, Swan. Did you see his? Did you see his balls? They were weird looking. <laughs> that is a comedy classic. God, we got to watch that. Boys yeah, on the side. No. Uh, that's the autobiography by Michael Jackson. No, it's Whoopi Goldberg, Mary Louise Parker, (laughs) Drew Barrymore. The Brady Bunch movie. No. I did see that. It's actually really funny. Uh, Braveheart. Yes. Great movie. Bridges of Madison County. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that movie. Canadian Bacon. Is that that was Michael last? Moore's uh, dire- directing debut with uh, hmm. John Candy, Rip Torn, uh, Ray- Rhea Perlman. I've seen it, but I don't remember if I liked it. Casino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Casper. Yeah. No. Yeah. Clockers. The soundtrack's really good to that. Clueless. Yes. yes. Love that movie. No. Paul, Paul Rudd. Yep. Copycat. Yes. It's a terrible movie, but it's fun to watch. Crimson Tide. Yes. Oh. Submarines. The Crossing Guard. Um, Sean Penn's and Jack Nicholson. Ooh, I should Shell watch Pfeiffer. That. I should watch it. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that's a little twitchy. Dead man there. walking. There's a dead man walking. It's oh, a it's Sean Penn movie that mm-hmm. almost won Best Picture but didn't. Dead Presidents. Ooh, yes, that's a great gangster movie. Great movie. Desperado. Yes, love that movie. Uh, that was when Antonio Banderas really took off. Yeah. Here. Devil in a Blue Dress. Mm, no. Dead Die, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, like that movie. The villain is one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, I can't think of his name. That's great. Mc- He's John one of my McTier- favorite actors, and I can't. John McTiernan? No, that's the Jeremy director. Irons. Samuel Jeremy Lynch. Irons. Jeremy go. Irons. Don Juan DeMarco. Yes. Dracula. Dead and yeah. loving it. Yes. Of course. 
Me and Larry are like president and vice president of the Leslie Nielsen mm-hmm. fan club. <laughs> Empire Records. Yes. Great movie. Fair game. Yes. That has... Oh, okay. The only reason I watched that is because Cindy of Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a sex scene in it. And, well, Ryan didn't have a lot of fat material at the mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. he walked to IN Video and he took it home. Father of the Ride Part Hills 2 still briding. <laughs> First... I- I love Steve Martin. First Night. That's a good movie. Uh, the Lancelot and uh, King Arthur oh, thing. Um, and Sean, Sean Connery, Sean Richard Connery, Gere. Richard Gere, Richard Gere beds Guinevere, and it's, you know, it is what it is, but it's actually really well done. Forget Paris. Didn't see it. Billy Crystal's on that thing. Four Rooms. That actually. And, guess who's in that one? Antonio Banderas again. <laughs> wow, busy guy. No He's kidding. He's in like. Five. Yeah. Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home. Yes. <laughs> I like the Free Willy. I love Free Willy. <laughs> and then right after Free Willy is French Kiss. Oh, okay. And Fap. One of my all-time favorites, Friday. Oh, yes, dude. of course. <laughs> if you don't like Friday, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Get Shorty. Great movie. Saw that on a, actually saw that on a plane this when I first saw that movie. Oh, oh right on. Yeah, That's it appropriate. It was good. Godzilla vs. Destroya. Yes. Really? It was only released in Japan. But you can that's watch a, would, movies. You can download them illegally. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I had had a, you had to actually try to find to watch that one. There was it was a point in time where I tried downloading. Well, I downloaded a lot of Japanese flicks mm-hmm. and Godzilla. There was a phase. Goldeneye, James Bond. Oh, yes. yeah. But the only reason oh. I love that is because of the N64. <laughs> no, I went back and rewatched it because of that. Best James Bond. Oh boy! I know this is going to tear some people apart here. Easy. You, you, Casino Royale for me. No, I meant which which, which actor? Bond. Which Bond? Oh. oh. I guess I didn't clarify. You know, go for the movie too. Why not? Well, I, I say, don't know the movie. You can say Bond all. and movie if you want. All the movies blend together for Sean, me. I'm gonna Sean Connery. I think is the best Bond easily. But my first Bond movie I remember really watching was The World Is Not Enough. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I it was fine. I liked it. Sean Connery, uh, e- easily any of them. Uh, I, I, Pierce Brosnan, Roger Moore. Oh he, yeah, he, he was my favorite. He was, Ridge. A, he was in a lot of the ones I really loved. He's also in my second favorite, Live and Let Die. Okay, great. great. I mean, that's if you want a good hangover Sunday, <laughs> just watch a shit ton of James Bond. It'll fucking mellow you out, and then you can even start. And you don't have again. to. You don't have to be paying attention either. Exactly. No. Grumpier old men. <laughs> No, Jack Lemon. <laughs> Every- oh my God, it's the first time we've had Hootie on this show. Every Hootie in the Blowfish song could go to a montage of people moving from one house to another. <laughs> <laughs> you got to snort. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, so Josh and I have uh, a small like married people inside joke, mm-hmm. because I forget where we were, but... Um, Blues Traveler was playing, and Josh goes, Oh, I love Hootie and the Blowfish. And oh, we're like, shit. So now, whenever we yeah. hear Hootie, ah. and Blue, Hootie and the Blowfish, we're like, Oh, yeah, Blues Traveler. And every time we hear, yeah, I'm yeah. always like, it's Hootie. Yep. A goofy movie. Yes. yes. That movie. Oh, okay. Makes me cry every time. Aww. Heat. Love that movie, too. Heat and Casino out in the same year. That's pretty po- powerful stuff right there. 95 is the year to yeah. be. Ah, uh, Hideaway. Mm. It sounds familiar, though. Uh, it's Jeff Goldblum, Alicia Silverstone. Higher Learning. 
that was kind of the answer to uh, Dangerous Minds. Mm-hmm. It was good. I liked it. That was my Ice Cube phase. Oh, dude. I Ice had all Cube's his great. albums, watched all his movies. Home for the Holidays. Yes. That's Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? Yeah, this is the year they tried to turn Jonathan Taylor Thomas into a movie star. Because he was out in three different movies. Lion King wasn't too long before that, though, right? Sure. <laughs> Good to know. Thank uh, you. House guest. <laughs> As a... Because you're trying, because it's Phil Hartman and Sinbad. Dude, uh, always makes my heart warm to think of... Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. And I wish he was still here. Sinbad's great. There's a sequence in this movie where Sinbad's such a good dude. He is, and he tried, and he tried really hard, and he was great. And you know, there's a sequence where he he's put on as a vegetarian, but there's this like obvious McDonald's sponsorship in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's the scene where he goes off, he runs down, and he just sits on our bridge and eats a quarter pounder in front of the mm-hmm. kid. <laughs> it's just like the look of happiness on his face. Ah, yep. That's how I am at three in the morning drunk going through a McDonald's drive through Now, is that the movie that had the monkey in it? No. No, 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 no. What no, no. am I thinking about? It, you're probably thinking of the, his other big movie, Shazam. Funny. All right. Keep going. <laughs> it takes two. Uh, no. That, that was uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley, yep. right? Yeah, I was. saw that. That it was... This is weird, but it, it makes sense because it was kind of the peak of this. The Jerky Boys, the movie. Yes, I did see that. It's I actually laughed a lot as a kid. I love the Because Howard Stern would always play Jerky Boys phone calls. Oh, and they were great. just the greatest. I no idea what that is. <laughs> That's before you'd have... Like, uh, uh, like phony phone calls. Oh, okay. Because okay. like they had a number that was like one digit off to like a UPS shipment center. Oh. So that's kind of like they kept getting wrong calls. Right. So they're like, hmm. Judge Dredd. I actually really liked this movie. No. Max von Sydow, Sylvester Stallone. It's, re- it's weird for a lot of people. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah. When he wasn't just like... I'm a Dabler. Uh, yeah, all the different uh, South Park <laughs> shout out there. Um, I love that movie. I mean, I know Dread is way better, the remake, mm-hmm. and I think everybody should see it, but that movie specifically is actually, I thought it was good. Jumanji. Yes. yes. I just let my kids watch that movie recently. See, I knew this would happen when he started talking movies in 95. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is our hotbed. Yes. I remember What's this I got- podcast about? I remember I actually I got that episode or that We're way off topic. <laughs> I got that movie with this the is, day it came out on VHS. Uh, Just Cause. A kid in King Arthur's court. Yes. Uh, kids. Oh my God. This was such a big deal for a lot of people. Especially it was. In high school. It's, yeah. It was just after high school, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. It was this R rated movie with a bunch of kids having sex together. Chloe Sevigny's in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, Rosario actually, Dawson. Rosario mm. looking great mm. as, you know, as a high school kid at the time or a middle school kid at the time, I can say that. Um, but also, one of the kids actually committed suicide. I think it's mm-hmm. the guy that played Casper. Hmm. Now he's a ghost. <laughs> Always tactful. <sighs> Kiss of death. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Beating that dead horse. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas. Love that. Movie. That's a. Whoo! That's a. Dark. That's a. Yeah. Live nude girls. <laughs> Wasn't that on Pornhub or Kim Cattrall? <laughs> no. Okay. Lords of Illusion. I should say. Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. I did see that. Yes, it's good. Major Pain. Yes. Great. One of my favorite sequences is in the very beginning when the guy's like, ah, my leg, my leg, or something like that. And he goes, 
here, give me your hand. And he just, <laughs> he's like, not thinking about your leg anymore. Right? <laughs> <sighs> Love this one. Mall rats. Yes. Kevin Smith. Man, you, man. Man of the house. No. Mm. Yeah. Might. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Chevy Chase, Barry yep. Fawcett. Yep. Mighty Aphrodite. Woody Allen. Les Miserables. Miserables. Oh, I had that movie on VHS. Mm. I had a girlfriend in high school, and I was like, Liam Neeson's so great. You should watch this. It's not the musical. It's like the actual story. It's really good. Money Train. Yes. Wesley <laughs> Snipes and uh, Woody, Harrelson? Woody Harrelson. Love Woody Harrelson. Mortal Kombat! Yes! Test your might. The net. That was also like the gay kids of the nineties like theme. The net. Is that Mortal Kombat oh. thing? <laughs> I remember meeting a theater kid in high school and he's like, I like the Mortal Kombat theme. You wanna- Everybody liked that theme. You can also rest your penis on my tongue. It's totally cool. <laughs> I isolate that. Nixon. <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop. Hmm. Othello. Yes. Great movie. Outbreak. Oh, fucking love this movie. That's the one with uh, the uh, uh, the guy from uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yes. And Lawrence Fishburne. So good. So good. Like definitely. Or, I'm sorry. Not. I mean Morgan Freeman. <laughs> not Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> My bad. Pocahontas. Yes. yes. Powder. Yes. Oh, that's God, such a I good love movie. that movie too. The prophecy. Uh, yeah, so like Christopher Walken. The Quick and the Dead. Uh, Sharon Stone, great movie. Rumble in the Bronx. Yes. Yeah, with the, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Sabrina. Yes. The Scarlet. Harrison Ford. The Scarlet Letter. Yes, Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. God, she's fucking hot. When she has sex with the preacher in that movie, God, I'm <laughs> so sorry. This is like Fap City this year. <laughs> You were raw that year. Well, yeah, you were what eighth grade? That's like <laughs> I was young, dumb, full of cum. Yep. It was what was it was what it was all about. Search and destroy. Sense and sensibility. Seven. Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay, this is oh, like shit. literally my favorite <laughs> <That> movie. <clipped. laughs> I'm sorry. This was like one of my favorite movies of all time of the Easily. year. <laughs> the ending, the ending of this movie. He's had three of his favorite all time favorite movies. Just in 1995. Just, yeah. What's in the box, dude? God, it's such a good movie. Showgirls. Yes. <laughs> something to talk about. Let's get something. Talk. Species. Yes. Yes. Uh, sudden death. Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Everything Jean Claude Van Damme. Tales always. from the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> so ominous. This is the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> but it's funny. It's so horror is so subjective, and that movie is like that's like a horror f- film I loved. Just because it's so fucking stupid and silly, right? It's no so bad. Oh, you should watch it. This one, get, a lot of my friends to this day love this movie. Tank Girl. Uh, never heard of it. No, I did not the like tie that, that binds. Um, is that a suspense thriller mm-hmm. with Rebecca Daryl Hannah? Daryl oh. Hannah. Oh, mm. Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Trans Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. John Leguizamo. He was big in the nineties. Oh, he was he's a great as Luigi. actor. He's amazing in John Wick. He you can guys, do it. Yeah. Tom and Hawk. 
Nope. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yep, that was another, I remember Jesus that one. Christ. Tommy Boy. Yes. yes. Fat guy in a little coat. And this is why 1995 was the best fucking year for movies. A little indie film known as Toy Story. Oh. That easily... It is my favorite Disney movie. See, Disney I don't Pixar. understand why we were all caught up on whether or not the toys died because Andy would have just been playing with her dead carcasses anyways. True. He would have never known the difference. <laughs> he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have known if they were dead or alive. Fair Guys. What? <laughs> Truman. Tru- the Truman Show? Or Truman tr- oh. with Gary Sinise. Oh, no. I, I think it's Harry Truman. 12 Monkeys. Love that yes. movie. The Usual Suspects. Yes. Oh my God! The Usual Suspects and Seven in the same. Mm-hmm. God, Ryan's damn. coming in his pants. Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, I did see it. Eddie Murphy, baby. I'll say I loved it because Ooh. of Eddie Murphy. Waiting to exhale. Oh yeah, keep- Sandra Bullock, so good. For and Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and debuts the, that year, nineteen ninety-five. Casey Affleck and To Die For. Michael Bay directs Bad Boys. David Cross in Destiny Turns on the Radio. Rosario Dawson and Kids. Peter Dinklage in Living in Oblivion. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan in Friday. I did not know that was his really? first movie. Yeah. Oh. Will Ferrell in Criminal Hearts. Oh, nice. Kira Knightley in Innocent Lies. Johnny Knoxville in Desert Blues. Jared Leto in How to Make an American Quilt. Deborah Messing in A Walk in the Clouds. Ryan Felipe in Crimson Tide. Jeremy Renner, National Lampoon's Senior Trip. <laughs> Paul Rudd, Clueless. Peter Sarsgaard in Dead Man Walking. Charlie's Theron in Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Still Corning. James Vanderbeek in Angus. <clears throat> God, what a great year. Now on the television. January 1st, the History Channel is launched. Hmm. And Nazi films were played forever. January 11th, the WB Television Network launches. <laughs> <clears throat> January 16th, my birthday. The, the UPN launches with a two-hour premiere of Star Trek Voyager. Hercules uh, comes Hercules, out as well. Hercules, Damn it. Hercules, with Kevin Hercules, Sorbo. Asshole. asshole. January 24th, isolate that. Live broadcast <laughs> of the O.J. Simpson trial begin. As a result, many network soap operas are partially preempted, more or less, for nine months. Was it me? March 6th, on an episode of The Jenny Jones Show entitled... You should cut the cable. Same-sex crushes. <laughs> Scott Amador reveals a crush on his homosexual friend, Jonathan Schmitz. Schmitz then kills him several days later. Remember that? I do. Shot him in a, right in the chest, point blank, with a shotgun. Ooh, Ooh. that's a bad way to hey, go. Guys, if your buddy has a crush on you, don't fucking kill him. No, just it tell is, him no. Say, hey, dude, thanks, but you know what? It is a compliment. I love you, too. It is a compliment. Not that way. Right. Just said, like, look, it's. It, I get it, but... Be appropriate and, and and do the right thing. Yeah, love him as a friend. This is so dumb because he was his best friend. Mm-hmm. April twelfth, Drew Barrymore appears on NBC and CBS's late sh- night show with David Letterman, and uh, gives and flashes him on air. I remember that Drew Barrymore did. Yeah, was yeah. that when he was? She was married to. Uh, was she married to John to, Aunt, uh, to Green? Was Tom, Tom Green. Green. I think that was the Tom Green years. Mm-hmm. July 31st, the Walt Disney account, uh, Company announces it will purchase ABC and ESPN. September 4th, Xena Warrior Princess debuts. Oh, love Lucy Lawless. Sep- se- September 17th, part two of Who Shot Mr. Burns. 
comes out. That's a that's a classic. That should have been the end of The Simpsons. October 3rd, more than 150 million people tune in to watch The Verdict, The O.J. Simpson Murder Trial. <laughs> and November 18th, Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, and Daryl Hammond join Saturday Night Live. Now, some newsy things. The Oklahoma City bombing happened in 95. Uh, Michael Jordan returns to the NBA after a, a failed attempt at baseball. A magnitude 7.3 earthquake. Near Kobe, Japan kills over 6,000 people. An unprecedented heat wave strikes the north Midwestern United States. Temperatures exceeding 104 for five straight days, killing three over 3,000 people. Fun fact, that was the year that I got the chicken pox. Really? I got the chicken pox during the summer of 1995 because my mom had me wear oven mitts in, in an ice-cold bathtub because <laughs> we didn't have air conditioning. Oh, wow. Mm. So I was sweaty and itchy uh, at the same yucky. time. It was the worst. Uh, That's hell, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Uh, the New York Times and Washington Post published the Unabomber's 35,000-word manifesto. O.J. Simpson is found innocent. Now some inventions. Windows 95 is released. Java. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss something? Ja- <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs> JavaScript is first introduced and deployed to annoy you for the rest of your life. Yep. eBay is invented. Cosmonaut Valery Polygakov returns after setting a record for 438 days in space. Good job, U.S. Space Shuttle Atlantis docks with the Russian Mir Space Station. The unmanned Galileo spacecraft arrives at Jupiter. And this thing called DVD is announced. What Ah. is that? DVD! Remember the commercials for DVD Mm -hmm. on the VHS? It was just like the most... 90s-esque thing. It was surely like clips from the Matrix and like set, like whatever the action movies at the time. It's like DVD. Look how clear it is, but it's like it's on VHS. It's not any clearer. I can't tell, motherfucker. <laughs> ah, sports fans. Super Bowl XXIX, San Francisco 49ers won 49-26 over the San Diego Chargers. World Series, Atlanta Braves won four games to two over the Cleveland Indians. Tom Glavin is the MVP of that. And on September 6th, Cal Ripken Jr. breaks Lou Gehrig's records of playing 2,130 games in a row without taking a day off. I can't even do that in my normal job. Wow. Now, that's impressive. Yeah. Being being the resident baseball guy, Mm -hmm. is there any kind of conspiracy involved in that? Like, there are some conspiracies that games may have been delayed or canceled when they probably shouldn't have been. Okay. That'd be fun. Something, something we're going to get about. into on the EFIS for sure. Uh, Houston Rockets win four games to zero over the Orlando Magic. And that, my friends, has been your time capsule. We're about an hour into the show. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's right. It's my fault. I kept interjecting. I love You love the 90s movies. I do. That seems uh-huh. to be your sweet spot. It is. Mm-hmm. I was a I've that's my life. When I grew up, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Really? Mm-hmm. That was my first passion. For sure. Like Well, it was your second behind. Really? Any all media from like mid 90s on, like to the end of the 90s are just that's yeah. when we were teenagers. Oh yeah, we used. To I talk mean, I about didn't even dip time. into all the television shows. You know, your oh, Seinfelds I, and. Oh, God, I love Seinfeld. All right, you came to this episode for the Denver Did I report. Do that? So let's let's Urkel our way over here <laughs> and find out about this stuff. So, according to the rationalwiki.org, which is a great site, I've used it before. 
check it out, especially if you want to get like a good breakdown about what happened. Now we know this airport was built in February of 1995, mm-hmm. which is why we did time capsule about 1995, and you learn so much. You learn that Ryan loves the movie Seven mm-hmm. so much so that he peaks the levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Denver Airport, which is known as DIA, as the little short acronym you mm-hmm. read on every, departures yep. and arrivals. Three letters for every yeah. airport. Do it, asshole. Has accredited a collection of conspiracy theories. These theories most commonly claim that DIA is a new secret headquarters or compound used by the Illuminati, New World Order, neo-Nazis, or reptoids. These claims are usually based on... Now... (laughs) This is what... Hulk Hogan does a helicopter too. He's yeah, like, in the morning, yeah. He's brushing his teeth. He shakes his wiener in like a helicopter and then he's like, ugh, I had too much sushi. It's actually that that's like tapping your head and rubbing your belly. Try to do a helicopter while brushing your teeth. <laughs> so so you're you're positing I'm, that doing a helicopter is easy. Be sure to cl- be prepared, you're gonna have to clean the mirror. <laughs> is that toothpaste or is that cum? Yes. <laughs> it would be there would be stuff everywhere yeah if you can do that you can be a drummer yeah yeah i mean that's a it's a perfect example my daughter can do this dance called the floss which she learned from playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. that it, thing but, yeah. but it's amazing like she she does it so good that like literally people are like how is she doing yeah. that her hips are on an off rhythm i tried to do it hands. i punched myself in the balls <laughs> To clarify, though, Larry also just punched himself in the face because of a mosquito. Mosquito landed in my face. I was like, (laughs) during her smoke break. So, (laughs) so these claims are usually based on an alleged swastika shape that the runways and taxiways make when seen from the air, which it really does. And in fact, I will post this on our Instagram, which you should definitely like. The shape is very apparent. In fact, Larry's chair, Larry's chair just farted. I swear, that chair doesn't do that any other time besides when you're here. I sit in that chair every day. Okay. We're all right. You're right. We're all good. I have to run some screws through that chair, I think. I'm going to lose a testicle. When <laughs> There's uh, something screwing his butt. That chair is not oh. Team Larry. No. <laughs> nope. All right, so that's the shape of the runways, which is the the first. I guess this would be the first moment where I go, oogie boogie, oogie boogie, scary airport. Now, like many modern airports, the DAA. Yeah, it looks like if maybe. If my son drew a swastika. Yeah. Looks like a. Yeah. I guess it says. Design wise, it makes sense. But for me, trying to well, whatever different uh, di- different areas, yeah, yeah. You know, you're always coming from a different side. Yep. This particular layout does allow for an extremely efficient configuration of planes to arrive and depart from the runway simultaneously without plane movements overlapping. The large distance between parallel runways provides more room around aircraft in bad weather, as Denver is well known for high winds and extremely unpredictable weather. It also allows for adding more parallel runways into the future. 
Of course, if you have been primed to see sinister patterns and everything, the whole thing looks like a giant Nazi swastika. Now, before this airport was put in, there was a Denver airport, which is kind of creepy because it's like you have a you already have the airport there. Why mm-hmm. not just build off of that? But they replaced it. So it's claimed that Denver's Stapleton International Airport, SIA, was fine, yet Denver International was built with fewer runways. And this was all done through the federal government, which is also kind of like the boogeyman for a lot of people when it comes to just like, why are they suddenly putting a bigger building on top of the biggest building we have in our city right now and then throwing like crazy loop-a-doop tubes and like <laughs> underground snuffleupaguses and all this other crazy shit that I can't see coming because I'm just Johnny Normal walking along my way. <laughs> I'm going to go grab a sandwich. What are they doing over there? <laughs> mm, McDonald's. I'm going to eat my boogers. So Stapleton International Airport was originally built in 1929, then repeatedly expanded over 65 years. So they're always working on their airports mm-hmm. in Denver. It's like it's a hotbed in Colorado. It, it kind of is. I mean, you, you 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 travel there, and then you can go to Los Angeles, Las Vegas. <sighs> Unfortunately, nobody ever stays there. <laughs> Denver? No, now they legalize weed. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> While it, it had six runways in total... They were in the configuration of two sets of three parallel runways. The two sets crossed each other, meaning that only three runways could be used at any one time. While DIA's five total runways do not cross and in calm weather or light winds can be used simultaneously. So it's like like right now all I'm really learning is that they made a better airport. Yeah, which is probably a good thing. Yes. And if this is your biggest airport in America, more power to you. And if that's the place that I can biggest go... Biggest, but not busiest. There's a distinction. There. Is it re- Atlanta, it Georgia is the busiest. Really? Yeah. Really? I would mm-hmm. never have guessed that. Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? Hotlanta. Exactly. You get there and it's hot. And you want a Georgia peach. Mm. Mm. Nothing Peaches. like a Georgia oh, peach. Mm, you're tasty. So, and so... In addition, only three of Stapleton's runways ran to 10,000 feet, just barely long enough for jets to take off in thin air. While DIA's runways support the largest jets currently flying 12,000 to 16,000 feet. In rigid terms, an A380, the largest commercial airline, could nonstop fly from Denver to Beijing. Wow. Hmm. So... Stapleton was at capacity for gate space. Airline traffic, terrible in bad weather. Favorite Chinese food. I like orange chicken. Orange chicken. Yeah, orange chicken. Or- My dearest Marjorie. Crab Rangoon. Sorry. I like, a, I like sausage egg rolls. What? That sounds very American. That's the most American. By Jimmy Dean. <laughs> My favorite place for Chinese food, Marjorie. Not- <laughs> My favorite. My, my we have favorite. taken over the local Jimmy Dean and we're making sausages. Well, there's, there, I like egg rolls, anyways. But mm-hmm. like, there, there's this one place we go to. They have little bits of sausage in it. Pork sausage. Yep. Nom, 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 nom. 
I love me a bacon, egg, and cheese egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a chicken and waffles flavored sushi? I like a good New York strip steak salad. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Chinese food? A Pizza. taco. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> Seriously, at uh, the uh, Chinese place over here, they have they serve pizza. Also, my for favorite, like kids that hate Chinese, but their well, parents want to go because <laughs> they were. I've seen this video where they they f- feed Chinese people, um, the Chinese uh, residents, American food, and they are mm-hmm. disgusted by yeah. cheese. Yep. By the way, Chinese food is really good. But it's very not Chinese, according to like everything I've read. Right. Like they're like, kind of just like, you not get Chinese food good. You make bad mistake. Madre. Dr. Jones. <laughs> My dearest Madre. Oh, come on. <laughs> that bad. <laughs> on a scale from Marjorie to good. Margarine. Margarine. <laughs> Marjorie. My dearest Marjorie. So, okay. I can't believe it's not Marjorie. Stapleton was at capacity for gate space. Airline traffic, terrible in bad weather. It could not add space without expanding into the Rocky Mountain Arsenal, a chemical weapons manufacturing center, and later a super fun site that would have required expensive decontamination. All right. It's like six snorts. There's a chuckle hut happening here, ladies and gentlemen. I can't give you the information I want to give you. It's an airport. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Clear your nasal passages, sir. Yeah, no. Stapleton was also five miles from the Denver City Center, has been repeatedly sued for noise violations by a number of neighborhoods in the northern Denver metro area. Being this close also limited the size of buildings in downtown Denver to between 700 and 715 feet tall. The Denver International Airport is set 25 miles from the city center and covers an area of 53 square miles. Wow. Holy shit. No protest notable of the mainstream media about the new airport ever happened. The end of hideously long delays experienced at Stapleton in bad weather cured most people of the grumbling. It seems to be a figment of the conspiracy theorist's mind. Now, there is an incident. It's called the Shattered Windshields Incident. Some claim that in 2007, 14 commercial aircraft spontaneously shattered windshields as the presumed result of of electromagnetic pulses. What are they doing to the underground base, brother? This new world order can't happen. (laughs) We're shattering windshields, brother. Hey, I tried. No one else was going to try. I tried. My dearest Marjorie, I I have failed you. I have tried. My my dearest Marjorie, we're going up against Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. The war against the NWO. Your sweet bosom is where I want to rest my head as I cannot perform the New World Order accents and different... uh. Things that come out of one's mouth when one is be performing New World Order type things. My dearest Marjorie. I don't know who Marjorie is, but she's got a big, nice pert set of pert set of pert set, pert set of bosoms. Bosoms. Indeed. Jitties. Thank you, Mr. Trump. 
Anyway, so this EMP goes off. Shatters four. I mean, this is confirmed, guys. I want you to remember this because we do have to have a verdict tonight. Mm-hmm. Shatters fourteen. <laughs> it's like a shoe just went through. <laughs> I mean, they're all driving their little. They're taxiing around their airplane. I was like, what do you do? You look at your co-pilot mm-hmm. and go, "Fuck." Wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> well, me. You look at your co-pilot and you go, "Hide the whiskey, <laughs> my dearest Mark." <laughs> my dearest Mark. It was uh, John F. Kennedy's ex bodyguard. <laughs> my dearest Mark. No, oh, sorry. From <laughs> <laughs> <Pull> the airplane. <laughs> it was definitely this the the uh, so. Um, Secret Service guy, mm-hmm. first day on the job. Guy <laughs> can't, can't can't hold down a job. No, he's he like, can't. Put, he put can't. him everywhere. Screwed up on his first ninety days every time. <laughs> he just looks at you and like <laughs> throws his hands up like, oh, like a, you, like a '90s sitcom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Secret Service Sam. What's this button do? <laughs> oh well, we just killed the whole back row. Yep. <laughs> anyway, some claim. That this is real. Some claim that it's just a freak accident that just so happened to be. Now, underground facilities, this is something that we haven't quite got into, but this underground is insanely big. I mean, we talked about the 53 square miles that this whole thing covers. That's a big swath mm-hmm. of land. Underground, mm-hmm. that being huge. I mean, there was a whole site where they were trying to build like train tracks. In one of the documentaries mm-hmm. I watched today, and it like just stops because they either ran out of funding or they couldn't they couldn't make it happen. But it's mm-hmm. kind of creepy just to look at it. It's like a weird old time. Like I kept thinking of Temple of Doom, the Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. Just like okay, and this is Mr. Jones. This is <laughs> we need to we need to bail or get in and get out. We leave White Lady back here. There's no point. Mr. Jones, she's stupid bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. My dearest. Oh, oh. Anyway. Oh, God damn it, Larry. <laughs> Larry knows me. Larry's one of my best friends. I so are you guys. wonder, with such a big underground thing, did they not know what it is? No, actually... During our middle clip, we're going to hear about that. Okay. And, and I think that's so that, kind of curious of how much, like, say, mail or packages for UPS that they move through that airport. Maybe that's where they store it. Interesting. No, it's just a guess I'm throwing out there. Something to look into. Yeah. All right. Let's delve a little bit into this because we've got to take a break eventually. So. <laughs> One of the most prevalent conspiracy theories regarding the Denver International Airport is that the airport was built to conceal a massive top-secret underground bunker. There are multiple theories as to why these bunkers exist, including the bunkers being a home for aliens, which, by the way, if you look in one of these, there's this perfect drawing. It's like a chalk drawing of an alien underground that you can actually see. And it's a gray, like a gray alien. Because if you're going to hide a secret, you put it on the walls of your airport. (laughs) I just figure it's it's like if by I the was, way those aliens probably haven't had any good sleep ever <laughs> with an airport above their heads. I just imagine if I was down there and I was working security, I'd be bored as fuck, and I'd be driving around, and be like, you know what? 
We've listened to enough 90s hip hop. Mm. I need to just get out and draw an alien on the wall. Because I'm bored as shit. Mm. And I know there's a conspiracy. Why the fuck not? And to that night guard, I say, good on you, sir. Because you make us curious. You've inspired a podcast. And enough people out there to go, what's that? Is it an alien? Is that like a self picture? Somebody wanting to see something? I'm just saying. So, undoubtedly, there is an incredible amount of space between the Denver airport, conspiracy theorists propounding to the FEMA concentration camp theory argue that the space serves no practical purpose. Why excavate such a large area for no reason? There also point to the above-mentioned murals, where the majority of Denver airport conspiracy theorists interpret as depicting a coming, a coming... A coming genocide mm-hmm. conducted by the New World Order. Now, as proof that something nefarious is afoot at the airport, then they come to the conclusion that the underground facilities will be the scene of the this mass genocide. For what it's worth, the artist on the murals, a man named Leo Tanguma has steadfastly denied that this painting hide any sinister hints, although, of course, conspiracy theorists counter that Tanguma was bought off by the New World Order to lie and cover up the the mural's true meaning. For life. According to the Denver Post, the space between the Denver airport is a thriving workplace that serves as a very practical purpose in which more than a thousand employees work every day, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Oops, somebody's licking my leg. Oh, it's a dog. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there are also two very long tunnels, about 7,000 feet each, that are used to transport passengers' luggage around the airport. And that is the... Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Just licking your leg. Guys, I know that probably bothers you. Oh my god! <laughs> and I almost put the headphones back on. Sorry. <laughs> Doing my own show here. <laughs> so, the theory of the Denver airport concealing a shelter for the world's elite reached a more mainstream, au- mainstream audience when the idea was further propagated by a former American wrestler politician Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> was he part of the new? No, he was not. <laughs> I part of the uh, Minnesota's former governor, Jesse the Body Ventura. I like the way you said Minnesota. Minnesota. I ask questions. I ask questions. They're just questions. You can answer them when you want to. I live in Mexico right now. <laughs> he probably does. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, that's right. Don't have time Can to wrestle say- either. What other lines does he say? That thing's- I'm a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. That thing's dug in like an Alabama tick. <laughs> <laughs> so. The 27th state, Alabama. <laughs> Ventura visits the the Denver International Airport with a conspiracy theorist who claims that the space between the airport will be used as a shelter for the world's elite in the 2012 Mm -hmm. apocalypse, which did not happen. Wait, it's 2018. I know. We survived! 
survived. We did. <laughs> we will survive. We beat the NWO. April and no will holds make barred match. Muffins and we Ooh, will be happy. I, I did see those muffins. What kind are they? Blueberry. <laughs> blueberry streusel. Mm. Help, your, help yourself. They're blueberry streusel. <laughs> we, we survived uh, headshots with chairs. That yeah. thing's dug in like a blueberry streusel. Like a blueberry streusel in the Minnesota snowstorm. Now, anti-conspiracy theorists would counter Ventura's claims in two ways. The first being that, according to Dr. John Carl Carlson, the Mayans never predicted that the world would end in 2012. So let me get this straight. Oh boy, mm-hmm. this place is tied mm-hmm. to the Mayan calendar. Right. It's got weird, unable to solve artwork. Mm-hmm. It's got a horse that killed its artist. Mm-hmm. It's got an underground base, mm-hmm. which is home to the New World Order. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think that maybe Hulk Hogan's just down there, like sashaying around? He's like, I had too much ham today, brother. What did he say? I had too much sushi. I had too much sushi, brother. While he was pegging that guy's wife. Yeah, <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge. Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. He was like, I had too much. He was either shrimp or ham, or maybe I, was... I see him as a ham guy, right? I do too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, too much black forest ham on my subway, brother. <laughs> much pork brother so there's the really weird art dia's art constant dia being denver international mm-hmm. airport contains what would be called alien languages soldiers and gas masks oppressing peasants and See? freemasons plagues freemason plaques plagues plaques plaques p-l-a-q-u-e-s <laughs> plaques take your pick Look, here's your, the deal. Your plick. I am a host, but I am drunk every single time. So just take this with a goddamn... And you pass way too much gas, by the way. I haven't been farting this whole time. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> you're sitting in your smock. <laughs> the walls are purring. <laughs> they, they, they always do. You have a 32-foot wall, very anatomically correct, sculpture of blue horse. So, I guess, does that answer my question about the big blue horse cock? The blue blue horse cock. Well, I said that. Does the horse have a big cock? And you said it was a female. I was guessing. I don't remember. I let, let's let's put it this way. I wasn't. That wasn't the first thing I tried to find out. I didn't look for the horse cock. That's your first problem. That was my first mistake. I guess. I always run up to the horse and I look, get right in the horse's face and I'm like, "Are you boy or girl?" Boy, look, them balls are dangling. <laughs> My dearest Marjorie. I sure hope he doesn't go to the Frederick Meyer Gardens often. That horse is mm-hmm. anatomically correct. Yeah. Lando wants to say hi. We've posted a lot of pictures of him. I like him. He's mm-hmm. a little yip yip dog. So, his official name is Blue Mustang, but with his sinister glowing red eyes. Mm. <laughs> You better eat your shredded wheat. So what he says. Or sugar cubes. Sugar, yeah. Which I, which I don't understand. Aren't you just going to make your horse diabetic? Nay. <laughs> I, I'm blue the horse with They cut my left hoof off. Do the British. With his red eyes and veins that can be witnessed by people as they drive in and out of the airport, the locals know him as Blucifer. 
Dude, that's the most metal thing I've ever heard. Lucifer of the was year. not built. <clears throat> it had always been there, thirsting for blood. Before installation, Lucifer had taken the life of his creator, and his hunger for life is insatiable. Even more metal. The airport itself was supposed to look like the snow-capped Rockies, while the locals often refer to it as a circus tent. It does look like a fucking do 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 Holy shit, this Denver International Airport. I just want to see a clown. For the record, I think April's looking up Lucifer's dick. The Merle in question is a multiple piece of art and called in, quote, peace and harmony with nature. And quote, the children of the world dream of peace by Leo Taguma. The first part has the soldiers. The second that is omitted from the conspiracy is much happier. The artist stated that Merle was to quote, depict man-made environmental destruction and genocide along with humanity coming together to hear nature and live in peace. Unquote. The supposed weird alien language and not alien at all, but rather they're Navajo terms for areas in Colorado. The exceptions are the two words, Braxma and Valerial, which are the names of the artists Carol Braxma and Mark Valerial. <laughs> is the that, dedication re- is that really that's, it? That's really- that is a, the veiniest asshole I've ever seen. That's Lucifer. <laughs> that wow. horse has roids. Did yeah, that artist that, have sex with that that that, that thing needs preparation triple H. <laughs> and that's when Lucifer oh, was Oh, I love it. I love it. And that's when Lucifer was like, I cut thee down. <laughs> that's the horse has got kings. a the giant donut inflatable seat to sit on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. We got one last thing to get to before we take a break. This is the dedication stone. The dedication stone of the Denver International Airport is another key piece in arguments propagated by conspiracy theorists. In their eyes, the capstone is a blatant sign that the airport is under control of the Freemasons and also under the control of their New World Order. Conspiracy theorists point to a few reasons as to why this is the case. One reason is that an organization organization named the New World Airport Commission <laughs> New 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 World Airport is carved into the stone, but that organization does not exist. In reality, the commission that is on the stone because it has intent it was integral in the building and funding of the airport, the name New World Airport Commission is of course similar to that of the New World Order, and so conspiracy theorists believe that there are two are the two of them are irrevocably connected and that this lends further credence to the belief that the New World Order is secretly or not so secretly in charge of the DIA. While on the other hand, anti-conspiracy theorists counter that the New World Airport Commission wasn't in fact named by an arts advocate, Charles Anabasher, who chose the name as a tribute to Antoine Dvorak's music piece, New World Symphony. A DIA spokesperson said that the New World Airport Commission was the name given to a group of local politicians and business people who helped fund the airport's construction. Conspiracy theorists also point to the fact that a Masonic symbol is featured on the dedication stone, while also placing great significance on the day of the stone's dedication. The stone was dedicated on March 19th, 1994. And if you add up the individual numbers, 1 plus 9 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 4, it equals 33, which represents perfection and the highest degree in masonry, masonry. Or Larry Bird's uniform number. 
While these numbers do add up to 33, it's hard to view this as anything other than the coincidence fueled by a massive confirmation bias. There are myriad ways to add these numbers up, i.e. 19 plus 19 plus 94, without the answer being 33. Not to mention the fact the equation doesn't take into account the stone being dedicated in March, the third month of the year, obviously. It only factors in the day and the year of the stone's dedication. And these are some of the things that make the Denver airport creepy, not let alone the myriad of things that you see when you go there. But like Larry said, zero folks. Now we've got an article fresh off the presses that just launched yesterday. And that's how we're going to start our second segment. I don't know. <laughs> Every day on their way to catch a plane at DIA, thousands of people walk over it. And they don't even know what's going on right underneath them. I wish I did. I'm not, no, I have no idea. Deep down in the trenches, out of sight and mind, there is an underground city. And just like all cities, there's a freeway system. In this case, full of tugs, carts, and sometimes chaos. This is where the airlines move our luggage from plane to plane to baggage claim. And there's no time to waste. When they're offloaded, they go into the... Into the... When they're offloaded, they go into the dump belt. Everybody's yelling and screaming, where are my bags, where are my bags? And a lot of times, you know, there's traffic. People get stuck behind other airlines. This is one of two 7,000-foot tunnels under DIA. It is huge down here, more than a million square feet of space. And just over that wall, well, that's the train that you take. It reminds you of an actual freeway system. There are all kinds of signs posted and speed limits to follow. DPD actually patrols down here, and they actually give out speeding tickets. And just like driving the freeway, if you get lost, well, sometimes you get really lost. You come down here, and if you don't know where you're going, you can literally be driving around in circles for hours. Went down, took a left instead of a right, then made another left, another right, and I'm over on the Seacon. The reason there are so many tugs and carts is because of this. You may remember the airport tunnels as the home of the touted super-duper state-of-the-art automated baggage system. It was used when the airport opened, but never really worked very well. And even though United used a form of it until 2008, it is abandoned now. A looming framework of neglected metal, tracks, belts, and hopes. I think it was state-of-the-art for its time. Um, it, it simply cost too much to maintain, and it wasn't feasible to keep long-term. And then there's this, a piece of graffiti by an airport worker. Or is it a sign of strange things that exist deep under the airport? Is there a secret city down here? Well, there's certainly a city of people working, but it's not a secret. What about a military complex? No military complex. Never seen that. Have you ever seen them do psychological warfare testing? Never seen any testing like that. You know, a lot of people think there's an alien base. You know, uh, people think that. I've never seen any little green men walking around. Under DIA, thousands of workers spend their day doing their best to get you and the planes in and out on time. It's a pretty amazing place. And if it all works out right, just up the ramp, your suitcase gets loaded onto your plane. So when you get to where you're going, 
you don't go insane. Okay, we gotta get this suitcase to the plane. Turn left. No, 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 the other left. Not this way, I mean right, I mean left. Uh-oh. Gary Shapiro, Nine News. Bright lights of Denver are shining like diamonds, like 10,000 jewels in the sky. And it's nobody's business where you're going or where you come from. And you're judged by the look in your eye. She saw him that evening in a tavern in town. In a quiet little out of the way place. And they smiled at each other as he walked through the door. They danced with their smiles on their faces. And they danced Second segment time, which means that it's all the segments you know and love. So we're going to get down a little local Denver news article. This came out July 7th, 2018. So. For frequent flyers, the massive renovation that kicks off next week below Denver International Airport's iconic tented roof terminal will mean three and a half years of detours. Three and a half years. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, thank you. I know, right? If you fly out of there, you're just like, oh, motherfucker. It's like construction in Michigan. It's always happening. It's fucking always happening. Like, I literally have the same route. It's no highways, but at the same time, I have I have byways I have to take. Always. Does anybody have to deal with construction on a daily basis? If not, Godspeed, you gentlemen. Because I got to tell you, if you're not dealing with construction like we are, I wish I lived there. That's like my happy place. A place where I don't have to deal with like construction detours and like all that other stuff. So these guys got to deal with it. But amid varying levels of hassle for passengers, the $650 million Great Hall project, which is intended in large part to keep up with record-setting growth in passenger traffic... Will require a feat of conducting akin to a large orchestra. The renovation of nearly every public space in a very active building, a 1.5 million square foot structure that serves as the entry point to the nation's fifth busiest airport, demands meticulous coordination at every stage. Now, I want to say the DenverPost.com has this article, which you can check out. And it just, I mean, it literally just came out. Which Hot is off why, the presses. Which is why I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I want you to get you, get the idea of, like, what people are saying nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, just consider the planned new security de- checkpoints. By late 2020, project leaders estimate the large... The two large snaking security lines that now dominate the lower level as an adaption... Adaptation. Adaptation to the post-9-11 era, as well as an alternate screening point 
on the bridge to Concourse A will be replaced by two modernized screening areas on the north end of the upper floors, officially level six. The impetus is to make the screening lines themselves more secure and to adopt new screening setups and technology in use elsewhere that will speed up the flow. Which is nice. I always like when when the guys come out and they're like, "Are you on flight?" Blah 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 blah. That's about to. They're boarding. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great thing. I do think they go out of their way to try to help people move forward. Mm-hmm. I've traveled enough to know. I appreciate it. So there's a lot of issues that they're trying to see not go away. But this is a construction project. That they're doing now. We talked about a a place that was reopened. Sorry. We talked about a place that opened in 1995. And they're talking about construction developments they want to make happen now. Which just seems like kind of scary. Like if you're still constructing. Seems that way at our own airport though. They do. It seems it's constantly being worked on. Mm Mm-hmm. True. Very true. But it's with this place, well, it makes sense. It's the biggest airport in the United States of America. Fifth busiest. True. So it's it's oh. ooh, good for you, that Josh. Fell out. <laughs> Sowie. Don't unsubscribe, please. Now, there's different oh. phrases. The first phase is oh. new middle ticket counters and concessions. They want to make <laughs> new Peanuts? Get your peanuts, yeah. <laughs> We've got a great breakdown for that. Phase two, finishing redesign of check-in spaces. Okay. Which is fun. Um, phase three, big moves for security screening. They don't want to have security hampering things. They want people to pass through really smoothly. Mm. Like a poop. I would love a quick poop. Phase four, big changes on the lower level, which will happen in late 2020. North and south atrium areas of level five and center crossings on level six. The final phase starts with the installation of escalators and elevators down from the new security checkpoints, but the focus is on reconfiguring the lower level and the old screening areas are gone. More about the $1.8 billion partnership that they have between Ferrovial and Saunders, along with the equity partner, GLC Infrastructure, an investment fund that includes former NBA star Irvin Magic Johnson, are the lead partners in this airport's complex terminal deal. I love Magic. Basketball. So those are the the phases that just came out yesterday. yesterday. We're on the as cusp. of the time of recording. We're on the cusp. We will always be on the be cusp. On the cusp. <laughs> but we want you to know that if you're traveling to DIA, pack a lunch. If you don't want to pay for a nine dollar hamburger, <laughs> but. When you want to know about the pop culture, you tune to a man, Josh, for a pop culture segment. 
time for the Pop Culture Minute with Josh. Sonic, Sonic Boom! boom. Alright guys, so I did something a little different this week, only because... I tried to find anything about uh, pop culture outside of the conspiracies, even looking to see if there was films. Maybe they a scene was shot there, and I couldn't find anything. So I broadened my search a little bit, and instead I'm doing some notable things that have happened in Colorado. Mm. Uh, bands that are from that were formed in Colorado. Uh, people that were born and raised in Colorado. John Denver? He wasn't born in Colorado. <laughs> That's too but bad. But I, I thought about it. Put That's it too bad. Me. Yeah. So, first and, first and foremost, although not born there, Nikola Tesla, obviously a very well-known inventor and engineer, ran a laboratory in Colorado Springs between 1899 and 1900 to conduct high-voltage, high-frequency experiments. And I feel like nowadays we're starting to see a lot of his, the, those uh, ideas come to light, and maybe we're starting to question, hey, we can maybe use this technology. Hmm. Little band called The Fray. You guys remember them? I know April does. They had that really big album, How to Save a Life. How to Save a Life. Certified double platinum. <laughs> Certified. Members Dave Walsh and Ben Waisaki attended a high school there, and they were formed in Denver. Another, <laughs> another uh, folk rock band called The Lumineers. They were... Hey! Whoa! That sort of thing. Yeah. That's 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 the song. Ryan, I, I feel like you maybe more than everyone else will know of this gentleman and the band that he formed, Ronnie Montrose. Of the band Montrose. Nope. It, Sammy Hagar's, I believe, very uh, his first big project was, was singing in Montrose. I'm sorry, police officer. I am not allowed to drive 55. I was surprised to find out because he was the uh, guitar player in the band, and he's worked with many musicians over the years. But I did not know, however, was that he committed suicide in I believe the early 2010s by gunshot to the, to the head. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was surprised to see that. Uh, I April, this is one I got for you. That you would Ooh. know it, Margaret Brown. You mm. know, do you recognize the name? Mm-hmm. Socialite, philanthropist, and activist who became famous, of course, for being called Unsinkable Molly Brown. The Titanic. Yes, she was a my dearest Margaret. <laughs> Survivor of the 1912 sinking of the Titanic future episode. Uh, she is known for convincing the lifeboat six to return for survivors and is played notably by Kathy Bates. Ooh, Kathy Bates, great actress. Yeah. Amazing. And that yeah. among many people that have played her in Titanic related film. Mm-hmm. 
Tim Allen. <laughs> and Zachary Ty Bryan. Both from, of course, Home Improvement. Were both uh, born in Colorado. Hmm. I always thought Tim Allen was a Michigan guy. I, yeah, I was. Admittedly, I was kind of like, wait, what the hell? Uh, I'm googling that. It may, it may have been that he was. You know what? No, it was Zachary Ty Bryan was born there. Tim Allen lived there. Oh, okay. Okay. My okay. bad. My okay. bad. That is bad. Another person that I know April will know. Uh, the rest of us probably are going to be like, who the fuck is this? Did you know that Tim Allen's last name is Dick? Tim Dick. Tim Dick. His his middle name is Allen. Timothy Allen Dick. Well, no wonder he changed it. And he was born in Denver, Colorado. Oh, okay. So okay. In your face. Yeah, me. Uh, Mary Jo Catlett. Do you know who that is, April? No. Oh, I am surprised. I'm sure once you say it, I'll go, oh, yeah. Film and television actress played Pearl Gallagher, the housekeeper on Different Strokes, and does the voice of Mrs. Puff on SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how about that uh, redneck uh, savior dog, the bounty hunter? <laughs> the guy looks like the cowardly lion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> uh, David Flincher, Ryan. <laughs> David Flincher. I feel like you're probably a big fan. <laughs> David Fincher? Yeah. He doesn't flinch. Oh, I bet he does when you scream. Uh, this one's a little bit more serious. Uh, Jake Lloyd. Who, of course, was in the Star Wars prequels, playing as Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. in the in the Phantom Menace. I, I I dug a little. I saw a little bit of his history, and this this really kind of ups, was a kind of a bummer for me. Uh, those who don't who don't know, he of course was Anakin, and a lot of people hate the prequels, and because Star Wars fans are fucking assholes. True story. I mean, with everything we see now going nowadays, with people having to delete their all their social media oh. accounts, and because they are not getting what they wanted. Uh, in 2012, Lloyd did an interview in which he talked about how he decided to retire from acting in 2001 <laughs> because of severe bullying in school because people didn't like. <laughs> People made fun of him for his character in Star Wars. And Oh Maria. And because of all that, he actually all this memorabilia that he had from the film, he got rid of everything. Hmm. And since then he Grow up hair. He has been sent to a psychiatric facility because he's diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, that's that's sad. And last but not least, (laughs) certainly when I think Colorado, I think it's probably a whole lot of nothing except for a little town called South Park. Of course, South Park created by Matt Stone and Colorado native Trey Parker. South Park is a it's been on since 96, 97. I still from time to time April and I we don't watch it every week when the new seasons are out but it's a show that I I love it because well let's be honest there's nothing sacred they make fun of everybody Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what we need because when it comes like to politics all the right people Mm -hmm. are crazy all um, the life people are crazy that's Mm -hmm. why George Carlin's one of my is my most favorite comedian of all time 
Yeah, they're, they're just... The way that they stated it is what they hate everybody extreme left, extreme right, because they look at them, they are the exact same person. Yeah. But, you know, Most we're not going to sit in the middle. Yeah, that's a comfortable spot to be. And, uh, well, that's that's all I have, guys. You know what? Go watch South Park, I guess. After you listen to the show. Yeah. And that's been your pop culture. So, you got your pop culture in you. Feeling good. Feeling great. This airport's scary. What is that over there? Well, I hope I have my penis. My iPad pulled up because I'm about ready to look for some Yahoo answers. Yahoo! It's like you sitting on like a spiky plant. Mm -hmm. Yahoo! Woo! 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 Yeah, well, when Larry doesn't have to do everything, <laughs> I know we need you to get you. Into, like, I'm usually really like pretty good at that, but no, yeah, but you have to do everything, Larry. No, we, we need do. to hire someone. We do, but we have to make fun money first. Yeah, because if we had just one dedicated board guy, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Where's Denny, the engineer? Right, we him a job. We fucked him over so bad during the Beer City spaceship years. He will never contact us again. Rest in peace. Actually, he loves this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Yahoo Answers. Today, we're asking our friendly Yahoo community what is underneath the Denver airport? Ooh. Uh, we got some pretty decent answers. Uh, user Anonymous wrote a base. Okay. It's fleas. It's. Yeah. Um, user William F. wrote a survivor bunker, survival bunker for the elite. Uh, and then he posts a link to an article on the subject. Mm. User Doom wrote Earth. Earth. Okay. Uh, user Hilton B2000. By the, that reminds me. Okay. We'll pause here. This is a joke that will not make it on air. Okay. But the Black Circus is the greatest show on Earth. It's not mine. I think that was Jeff Ross's. Oh my god. <laughs> oh good lord. But when I heard it I laughed. Yeah. Thought I'd share that with you. I did too. It's not racist to laugh. <laughs> okay. We'll okay, just glue like these two parts together. Right. Pretend that never happened. Okay. Penis, penis, penis. Yeah. Ooh, mark that. <laughs> All right. Uh user Hilton B two thousand wrote. Area 51, question mark, question mark, question mark. Wrong state, brother. Right. Uh, user Southern Tradition Ooh wrote, boy. Dirt, rock, go deep enough and you hit lava. Ooh, scary. <laughs> that sounds like something Larry would put. Yep. <laughs> uh, user Hellraiser wrote, the ground. You know, they're Very all literal. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, user <laughs> Eat Baby Seals. What? <laughs> There is a tram system and miles of baggage tunnels. Beneath that is the New World Order headquarters. And beneath that is an Indian burial ground. Okay. Uh, An anonymous user wrote, What's underneath the Denver airport? The underneath of the Denver airport. Not wrong. Fair enough. Uh, User Crikey, a wild ski bum, (laughs) wrote... Denver Intranational Airport. 
Okay. Uh, user Rena Blake wrote, Hitler's frozen body, probably Indian burial grounds, just because they were everywhere and the land is still technically owned by them. Also a time capsule. Mm. Uh, user Dart wrote the DIA subway trains. I'm pretty sure the baggage handling system goes under the airport, too. <laughs> user Lexi X wrote um, the railway, maybe baggage sorting and stuff and cement. Uh, an anonymous user wrote underground bunkers that have to do with the whole conspiracy. And user Sweet Kisses wrote a bunch of dirt. Harriet Tubman's down there. <laughs> so trains and dirt. Trains and dirt and baggage. That's been your Yahoo Answer. It's time for a verdict. In one corner. Four podcasters you tr- uh, trust with your life. <laughs> and a dog you don't. That's what surprise anal sounds like. Smooth your life. <laughs> and another corner. Jesus Christ, <gasps> superstar. Bunch of TSA employees. Oh, jeez. With the red Not eyes. Them. Red teeth. <laughs> Let them talk so I can isolate this later. So it's like, those uh, those guys are bad. He's never sounded just, more drunk than he does at this yeah, very I'm moment. I'm going to turn all our sliders down just so we get some hiccups. So, okay. Is, the, is this airport for real? Is it bad? <laughs> guys. <laughs> guys. I'm trying to hide these hiccups. I can't hide them. I was trying to hide them during Yahoo answers. It's not happening. You ever been this drunk on a show? It sucks. You've been drunker. <laughs> I have. I watched you pass out once. Yep. During a show. During a show. Happen? The show that we ne- could never release because you passed out halfway through. And then at the That's end, you were, rum, like, Ryan. you were like... Don't take Betty White 2016 and then he passed right back out. <laughs> Whole time Larry and I going, uh, Ryan. That's Ryan, cool. are you alright? True story. I love I love these guys. So Oh, oh come on. <laughs> Josh's like, I don't want anybody to love me. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> he's in his love phase, so he's an asshole. Let's judge this airport. Is it real? Is it real? <laughs> this is uh, okay. In all fairness, Ryan, like we had the discussion about rum, Ryan. We did, mm-hmm. and you've been oh, fantastic. But this is probably the drunky, buzziest you've been since, maybe. I didn't know how to trust those horn- horny monks I was drinking. <laughs> well, don't. They're horny. They are. They got my- As a Catholic, let me tell you, don't trust them. Don't touch Uncle Feely. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, truth corner. <laughs> oh, truth boy. corner? Shit. That's going back. All right. Let's 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 stop. We're stop. Is the Denver International Airport really an underground base for the federal government? 
Are the murals what they seem to be? God damn it, I can't even hide it. It's a nice squeaker right there. Yep. <laughs> Do we think it's something malicious? Josh. <laughs> First and foremost, yes, I think it is a real airport. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the underground stuff, okay. It's the biggest, and so they, they're going to need a place for all this baggage to go. As far as the this train track, they may have them on carts, and it only goes to a certain point, and then don't go past that. Uh, as, and as far as all this artwork that is creepy and all that, you know what? Artists, they have different interpretations for everything. It's just art. That's what it is. I do not think that there is no... I don't think there's Hogan and Sting and Kevin Nash. Scott Hall. And Scott Hall. Although Scott Hall might be hosting right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, 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 think it's all, I think it's just a regular airport and people are taking everything and blowing it way out of proportion. When you start looking at numbers and like, this all adds up to this. Guys, calm down. It's okay. Yeah. So I think the whole thing's bullshit. It's just a normal airport. And as far as that swastika design, it's it's just smart. The way that it's set up is for you so you can have multiple planes landing at the same time. And that swastika looks like my two-year-old draw, drew it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just an airport. April? Yep. Nope. Nope. Just an airport. Super fucked up blue horse with a giant asshole. But other than that, yeah, I don't think there's anything under there. I'm, you know, I'm with everybody else here. It's someone would know what was going on. There's so many employees that someone would have uh, told the tale by now. Well, if it, yeah, if it's a headquarters, you would think that someone would see someone like coming, going into right. like whatever secret hidey hole you have to go through to get to the secret base. Especially nowadays, everyone has their smartphones with cameras, and mm-hmm. you would think someone would have seen something. I would only hope that if there was some kind of secret bunker, you'd have to like pull a book in a bookshelf to make the wall spin around. Yeah, something cool. I feel like, like that. if I'm going to have a secret hidey spot, mm-hmm. I would have to have some Hardy Boys Nancy yeah, Drew shit yep. going on. You can have those built though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I don't. That's how I would die. I'd like I would start to go on the building. Like, no, actually, I gotta grab that. <laughs> Dead. Yep. I think it's fine. Go there. God damn it. Buy a sandwich for twelve dollars. Guys, it's fine. Underneath, there's just a bunch, bunch of construction that wasn't finished. There's no issue. Ugh. There's no issues. Ah! Tried to scare the hiccups out of you. Thanks, nope, guys. Nope, didn't work. Nope. Didn't work. <laughs> Guess next is drinking water. Somebody, yeah, somebody, what somebody you are doing. Somebody's listening to this episode right now, driving their truck down. They don't have the hiccups anymore. <laughs> yeah. And now the truck's on the side of a ditch. Yep. But they don't have hiccups. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> it won't go away. So we all oh, agree. that's great. Yeah. It sounds, Our verdict yeah. is it's, it's a great airport. Go seek it out. <laughs> Tickle You'll, the horse's taint. Yep. You'll be fine. And that's it.
Well, let's get quizzical. Let's get quizzical. Gentleman and Hiccup Master. <laughs> We're going to do a planes and flight trivia. Ooh. Question number one. What airport... <laughs> what airport is abbreviated ORD because it was once known as Orchard Field? A, LAX, B, O'Hare, C, Ethro. Or D, J, F, K. Josh. Josh. I'm going to go with uh, J, F, K. That is incorrect. April. April. O'Hare? That is correct. O'Hare was renamed for Lieutenant Edward Butch O'Hare, a decorated Navy flyer who killed in action when he was 29 years old. (sighs) Question number two. What is the difference between a dirigible and a blimp? A, dirigibles are rigid. B, dirigibles are much, much smaller. C, dirigibles use helium. Or D, dirigibles are British. Josh. I'm going to go with uh, D. That is incorrect. Uh, April. April. Uh, What were the... A, dirigibles are rigid. B, dirigibles are much, much smaller. Dirigibles are helium. Uh, I'm going to say that they are rigid. That is correct. April 2, everybody else, zero. Question number three. Which of these is not, not one of the four primarily primary forces acting on an airplane? A, drag, B, lift, C, yaw, or D, thrust? Josh. Josh. C. C is correct. Mm. Josh won April 2. Hi, Ryan. Ryan's just trying to kill the hiccups at this point. I He's killed trying to him. stay awake. I killed him. Question number... I'm just, I'm just happy to watch you guys play this game. <laughs> Question number four. Most airports have three-letter abbreviations, which we covered. In what country do almost all of these abbreviations begin with a letter Y? Is it A... Yugoslavia, B, Canada, C, Japan, or D, Great Britain? Ryan. Ryan. Japan. That is incorrect. April. April. Canada? That is correct. Nice. Four to one. No, three to one. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is question number five, and it is worth... A bottle of rum. 420 points because of Colorado being Uh in Denver, you know. In 1804, what father of aerodynamics is credited with building the first successful glider? A. Orville Wright, B. Leonardo da Vinci, C. George Cayley, or D. Thomas Edison? Josh. Ryan. Josh. A. A was incorrect. April. April. B. Damn, that is it. Correct. Ryan. Ryan. C. You win 420 (laughs) points. Therefore, you win the game. And the Empire God. Wait, wait, wait. Who was C again? I forget. I killed my hiccups. 
I killed my Haley. hiccups. Oh, I okay. killed my hiccups. We're, and we're I won quizzical. George Keeley, it was it was though an, it was unpiloted, but it was, it a, was glider. a glider. It was unpiloted though. I think you and I were thinking airplane mm. then. Yeah. Oh, good job, Ryan. Yes. Thank you for loving me, guys. You know what, Ryan? You're easy to love. Mm-hmm. You know what else I love? All the five-star reviews that we got. Mm-hmm. This is a particularly full week. Uh, but yes. <laughs> Good God, wow. Josh. That sounded like a cow farting. Oh, it smelled like pizza. Ugh. Wait, didn't you have cereal for dinner? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have five-star shout-outs. Five, 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 five-star review. So, our show got so many five-star shout-outs. It's insane. Okay. I just want you guys to know that we really appreciate it. We do. And... Truth be told, we don't expect this type of thing when it comes to five star shoutouts. Like we just assume when it's special. Did we want it? We have so many. Did we kind of want to just pass it around? I got. Y'all no. can read one or two. I'll, I'll just. I'll go. We'll just because I'm. I didn't pull it up. Collier Prowley. Powley. Collier Powley. Give us a five-star review and said, hands down, my favorite conspiracy podcast. Not only do they cover government conspiracies, but mm. also paranormal and cryptids. Mm. Has a little bit awesome. of everything. I'm a cryptid fan. Mm-hmm. Which we appreciate, because yeah. god damn it. Those are the most fun. Yes. We actually have the most fun when we do cryptids. Mm-hmm. Truth, truth be told, because when we do Look like... At the- last week. Yeah. Was, oh my god, Globster is mm. possibly my favorite moment that we've had yet. Mm. For sure, pal. For sure. Okay, buddy. <laughs> he says we can definitely let loose on those. Yeah. It has Lusters. a little bit of everything and everybody. Funny, unbiased, informative. Hashtag Larry Fan Club. Hey. All right. You. I'll start making the shirts. <laughs> No, I've I've been a fan of Larry since I met him. Oh, thank you. So make me blush. Our next one is from Ben Kent, who has the Nerd. best, the best profile pictures, like a no haggled, disgusting Ronald McDonald picture. Blech. And he says, highly recommended. <laughs> Always has me in fits of giggles, and I appreciate that, Ben Kent. Ben. Good job, you. Also, Kelly Lynn gave us a five-star review, and she says, listen every week. Great show, Kelly. Thank you. A smooch to you, madam. And then lastly, but not leastly, oh, I thought maybe there's one more, but I want to say Glenn Chrisman, who has a great name. <laughs> He's looking forward to Christmas. He says... <laughs> It's the conspiracy podcast on the internet. And then lastly, sorry, Ryan Fry says, hilarious. Oh, another plug for Larry. 
Hilarious. Yeah, I got it. I do put the Larry in hilarious. You do. You do. I try at least. But what I want to say is that thank you to all our new listeners. Thank you for all the five star reviews. Thanks. We fucking love the shit out of you guys. You guys are so active on our Facebooks. Helping make an indie podcast popular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You guys are seriously amazing. We have have no machine behind us. No. This is literally from the ground fucking up. We pay for everything. We still pay for everything, and we'll still pay for everything two years from now. But if I we're hope not, I hope at that point, <laughs> no matter what, at least you... paying for every, getting breaking even would be nice. At this point, well, but you guys will always get the show for free, for free, for sure. Yes, there always there will always be a free episode for you to download every week, and we love you. Which means it it's time for plugs, which feels a little gross after that, but why not? Josh, where are you when you're not here? Hey guys, April and I do a fun podcast about music history. It's called the Off Tempo Podcast. And let's see, this week's episode would be about something that I don't know yet. We haven't recorded it. Oh, excellent. That's a, that's professional. Super on top of things. It's a mystery and you should tune in to find oh, it. Exactly. And you can find the Off Tempo Podcast, which of course has had Ryan and Larry guest on on Facebook and Podbean. April? Of course, if you like uh, Larry and Josh and myself, uh, you can find all three of us on the Potty Slam Podcast, a wrestling historical podcast, where we divulge funny, weird, gross stories from the locker room and beyond. And of course, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Potomatic. And on this week's episode, we did an episode about guys who have farted on each other in ring. <laughs> Dude, it is one of the funniest episodes we've done. Oh my god! Yeah, we have a special guest on that episode, our dear friend Brian. I think um, he might be making regular now. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, that's oh boy, lots of farting in that one. It is, yeah, real ones. It's a stinky it was, episode. It was weird. Lawrence, yes, you can always catch me and uh, Marty. The Evis Podcast, a baseball history podcast where we talk about the stranger and weirder sides of baseball history. EvisPodcast.net. We love history around here. We do. We do. And if you like this show, you should check Look at out Guns Out, Sun's Out, Guns Out with Ryan there. <laughs> at it's a pea shooter, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot like a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. You all have those uh, male prostitute suntans. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mine shocked April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get both sides. I only get one. Uh, yeah, and this is really bad because it's only the one arm out the window. A male prostitute tan is like one nut or the other is right. tan. Yep. Uh-huh, yeah. Check out at Conspiracy T Show on Twitter. It's where we drop every episode on a Monday. Also, Conspiracy Therapy on Facebook. If you haven't joined our Facebook, we do a fan vote for episodes, and right now we are so close neck and neck. on Roswell you can make and, a difference. and mm-hmm. Oklahoma City bombing. People are literally neck and neck on that. Also, you can jo- join our clothes group. You can check out our our uh, merchandise sh- site at shop.spreadshirt.com slash 
Conspiracy Therapy Podcast and get yourself some sweet swag. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to add more and more and more and more merch to that. What's up, Josh? Yeah, guys. Seriously, we have that closed group. We have a lot of fun in there. There's We keep the conversation going. So if you're not part of it yet, go join it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we close this bitch out? Oh, I'm sore and bruised everywhere. Respect to any hookers that mm-hmm. might be listening. That's what happens when you go out down on a bearded clam without a dental dam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I God. am actually sore and bruised everywhere because we went to. Uh, How you doing? We went to Ryan's house for Fourth of July, and I was coming down the stairs, and I I took. Oh a Oh my God! That was so scary, dude! I have a bruise on the side of my leg. <laughs> I would think <laughs> so. The size of a great. It's black. And you weren't the only person to do it. I know that made me feel less bad that a, a child fell down those yes. stairs. Too. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Someone about the quarter of your age. Yeah. Yeah, it as well. <laughs> that was April. <laughs> it was. It was also in front of in front of all these people I've never met before. Yep. Coming down I, with a plate full of food, just <laughs> fall down the stairs. No, with your baby bag. That's yeah, what you were coming yeah, down with. The, the, the child had a plate full of food. Yep. She hit the ground like four dogs just went. Woof. <laughs> At least it wasn't her holding the baby. Yeah, right. That would have been a disaster. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy (laughs) Therapy. Have a great one, guys. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. (laughs) 